everyone. Welcome to episode 29 of the Defend Your Ground podcast. This is Ben, the executive director of Blue Ribbon Coalition. I'm here with Simone Griffin, our policy director, and we have some fun for you tonight. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the Bureau of Land Management conservation rule. Uh, this is the one that will allow the BLM to sell conservation leases to the highest bidder and basically use them as tools to prevent any other use on these lands that the conservation leases are controlling. And so we've been getting a lot of people to comment on these. We have a group letter. We have over 250 groups and organizations that have signed our group letter. If your club organization hasn't signed it yet, we definitely need them on there. We want to show a lot of unity on this. This is a bad rule. It's bad news. All kinds of things wrong with it. We've been in the media a lot talking about it. The deadline, Simone, when's the deadline for this comment? Why don't you? So July 5th, it was originally June 20th. Uh, we did get an extension, just 15 days. So now the deadline is July 5th. So you've got a couple more weeks to get your comments in. Yeah, so we have a few weeks to get comments in. We've been we've been hitting this since almost the week it came out. I think we were one of the first groups to really come after this hard. And since then... I've seen a lot of other advocacy groups come out a similar position as us opposing it. There's a lot of opposition to it, but of course we also have the groups that want to benefit from this. The ones who probably want to go buy this land, these conservation leases once they're out there on the market. And so there's also a lot of support coming in from this rule. There are probably 150,000 comments on this proposal on the federal register now and we've been reviewing these to kind of see what is everybody saying about this and we have a little bit of bad news and the vast majority of these comments are supporting this rule their comments don't seem to be very well informed but there's definitely a loud coalition of uninformed people advocating for this rule and so we went and we found some of the the hidden gems of these comments, the ones uh, that this is what this is who the BLM will listen to if you don't add your comment. And so we will have a link in the show notes to this show where you can go add a comment to add your voice to this, because if you don't, the people whose comments we'll be reading tonight are the ones who the BLM will listen to because they're the only ones speaking up. And I, I have to say, I think that our community, the those that really support recreating on public land of all kinds, if you, especially if you support motorized recreation, I think you'll find in these comments that there are a lot of people who don't want you there using this land and they're using this rule as a reason to close your access to this land. And so if you're just passively watching this happen and you're not speaking up, you're part of the problem. And so we want you to see what the other people are saying. And we want you to go take 30 seconds. You can use our action alert form. You can get your comment into the BLM. If you want to take more time and make it more substantive, that would be helpful too, because as, you, as you'll as you see what these other folks are saying, it's not going to be hard to get a little more substantive than they are. So Simone, I mean, you've read a lot of these. I've I, We've picked some of the best oh, yeah. ones. Why don't you why don't you lead out with one of the what's our first comment here? Why don't you read us one of the first ones you found? Okay, so this first one is actually it's one of the more generic ones. Um, this gives everybody an idea of what the vast majority is saying. Um, your proposed rulemaking is an opportunity for BLM to more 
to move towards conserving public lands for their wildlife, scenic, and recreational values. I urge you to take measures to phase out oil and gas development and uncontrolled motorized use. Please manage these lands to provide habitat for wildlife, to preserve Indian cultural sites, and to provide opportunities for recreation that does not degrade these lands. What they're not saying is that the recreation that does not degrade these lands that they're implying is recreation that is hiking and backpacking and doesn't include motorized use. Um, and not only are the majority of comments, that's roughly what the majority of comments are saying, but they're also, most of them are including uh, that they support the rule, but then they also want the BLM to take the rule a step further. So they're not just supporting it. They're, they're adding in extra restrictions, requ restrictions, requirements that they want the BLM to take. So just so you all are aware, they're they're giving them even more ideas to restrict your use. Yeah. So here's comment number two. I write in support of the Bureau of Land Management proposed public lands rule, which represents a necessary and long overdue move to give converse, conservation its proper weight in planning and decision making. But I also write in support of further changes to strengthen the rule. I just hope that before decisions by the most corrupt regulatory agencies in U.S. history are allowed to kill me, I am able to get the... <laughs> so, I, okay, we got some PG-13 language here. Uh, let's just say this person's afraid that the BLM's going to kill them. Uh, and they want to get out of this corrupt fascist nation. Okay, by the way, the BLM will protect our natural landscapes over corporate profits when hell freezes over a thousand times. <laughs> you all at BLM and beyond are just a bunch of worthless corporate-owned bitches. Okay, so as, you, as we said, I mean, it's not going to be hard to get more substantive than some of these people, but they really are, like, coming into this with anger and hatred. Like, they are very irrational... When you guys make well, your I... comments, we want you to be reasonable. They'll listen to us if all we all, like the bar is really low. We just have to show up and be reasonable. <laughs> well, and what I don't understand is they're saying, "Hey, BLM, I support you in this," but then I'm also going to criticize you. So I'm like, "What? What do they want? Like nothing it's, ever is good enough fine. for them." They're canceling themselves out. Why don't you give <laughs> us uh, comment number three, Simone? Okay. All right. I support the proposed rule. The degradation of the environment in Idaho and in the United States is in part through the use of public land for, among other things, grazing of cattle and by mining, as well as so-called recreation on motorized vehicles. So-called recreation. While conserving public land should not be at the expense of using public land, there are better ways to use it that involve people actually getting off their asses and walking on it. Sensible management of its public lands will allow the BLM to meet the needs of the future, including the rapidly changing climate environment. So all the people who are not physically able to enjoy public lands, it's because they're lazy asses, apparently. Yeah, so you can walk. If this rule goes into effect, that's what the people want, is that you can just walk. Uh, so again, very common theme is that they're singling out the grazing oil, gas, motorized recreation. Like these are the boogeymen that they do not want utilizing BLM land. Uh, so here's comment member four, do everything possible to preserve and protect all our public lands, including reducing gas and oil access and motorized off-road use. Okay. Simone, number five. 
All public lands should be completely excluded from extractive activities of all kinds, including fossil fuels, minerals, including gravel, timber, and anything else designed for enrichment of specific individuals, companies, or other groups. Public lands should also be protected from abuse, abusive use of motorized vehicles. All motorized vehicles must be required to stay on established roads. No exceptions. That's all in all caps. Abuse of public land so by motorized yelling. vehicles. What? Oh, so they're yelling at us. Okay. Yes. Abuse of public land by motorized vehicles must be taken seriously, again, all in caps for this next part, as it is not now and never has been. Road construction must be kept to an absolute minimum, and areas designated wilderness should be permanently roadless. Use of bicycles must be limited to established roads. Use of horses must be by permit only by private individuals with substantial restrictions where, how many, how feed is provided, etc., no for-profit enterprises of any kind should be allowed on public lands. Except for the ones Anywhere, by the conservation ever. leases. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Food and accommodations are available elsewhere. Provisions must be carried by vehicle or on foot to campsites. No vehicle, boat, kayak, or horse rentals anywhere, ever. A system must be established whereby Native American groups can petition for special consideration in areas where their ancestral lands are located. If Native ancestral lands are determined to be located within larger parcels of public land, those Native groups should have the right to close these lands to all others permanently. No more thefts of antiquities. Okay. This is a fun one. Uh, okay. Well, the... The fact they don't want men, like one thing we should point out is the fact they're saying don't even allow the extraction of gravel. Uh, yeah. What a lot of people don't understand is that on public land, there are a lot of times mineral claims where people are removing gravel. And in a lot of cases, it's the agency itself doing it or like a county road department or something. So they have a gravel road base they can use to go maintain roads. So to say to cut off the gravel is so that they can't actually maintain and utilize the road network. That's a way of wandering the road network out of the system for them to be advocating that. And then they can have wilderness. Yeah, and they want, quote, wilderness, which means probably all the different flavors of wilderness, not just congressionally designated, but all the other fake wilderness designations that they've conjured up through their administrative rules, which this is another one of those. Um, <laughs> bikers, <laughs> you better stay on those roads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> horses um, the horses uh, okay so yeah the, no for-profit enterprises i mean i guess the conservation leases then so have that. To be limited to certain groups non for i mean non-profits but i mean why what's the line so this person it, doesn't even support the proposed rule then yeah it's they basically selling off the public land so nice and the Native Americans, I mean, they do have coordination rights under FLIPMA. And they can participate with the BLM and advocate that certain areas and sites be closed. And that happens all the time. And so they and so we, I support the tribes continuing to use their coordination right through FLIPMA to influence BLM decisions. I think conservation leases managed just in general are a terrible idea. And... The, it's a way of losing control of the public land to the folks that have the leases. And so, uh, okay, well, I'll go on to the next comment here. I am a frequent hiker and backpacker on BLM lands. 
Continually, I find the scars left by motorized recreation and the extractive industries, including livestock grazing and oil, gas, and mineral extraction. BLM lands are public lands and not resource sinks for the few and clearly have better uses than for extractive purposes for motorized, quote, recreation. Thus, I urge the Bureau of Land Management to use this proposed rulemaking to prioritize conserving our public lands for the benefit of the people, wildlife, and the climate. So just them. Like, whatever use they want is okay, but everything else should be closed. But motorized and, recreation isn't actual recreation. As yeah, it's infer. not recreation. If you're not hiking or backpacking like this person, then you're not adhering to the purest standard of what real recreation is. And... By the way, um, I've seen the scars from hikers and backpackers too. The vandalism, like it's not like one group's out there causing damage and another one's not. Um, but that's okay. I support hikers and backpackers being out there. They should, if, if people are out there damaging the land, they should be prosecuted. And for this person to act like they're leaving no impact is ridiculous. They are. Every user group is. And so let's keep let's keep going. I don't know what number we're on, but okay. Here's the next one. I support emphasizing conservation over fossil fuel developments, and I oppose any use of federal lands by fossil fuel developments or recreational use by motorized vehicles, helicopter traffic, and any disturbance to the natural environment, ecosystems, wildlife, or our national parks. We desperately need to save what is left of our natural lands. We need to save endangered species and generally be better stewards of our planet. We are at a tipping point, if not already beyond. Please be a leader in conservation. So they're opposed to any motorized vehicles. Also, helicopter traffic. Yeah, Does that include... Out. The firefighters and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Emergency okay. response. <laughs> yeah, we... we can't have those out there and let's also make sure that the blm uses this rule to protect our national parks so they clearly understand how all and the endangered agencies species work. yeah okay so the conservation landscape health rule is long overdue okay i mean <laughs> it is it's just been hiding there in flipma and it's <laughs> a miracle that somebody actually read the law and just Oh, wait, it's not there. It's not long overdue because there's no real statutory basis for it. I'm sick to death of seeing the American landscape mutilated by off-road vehicles operated by mindless cretins who care nothing for the beauty and integrity of our public lands or the federal laws enacted to protect it. I am particularly outraged that motor vehicles are permitted inside wilderness study areas, which you are charged with preserving in a pristine state. I urge you to adopt this rule before dirt bikes and ATVs permanently scar every hillside of our beautiful country. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going. Here's the next one. But, but if these remaining lands are allowed to be stripped of their natural beauty or pollution creating motorized vehicles that scare off wildlife and their habitats are destroyed as well as the only thing our children realize is why prioritize this land because it will soon be as ugly as the rest and they never know what has been lost. We must treat these lands and environments that feed our wildlife and give back to all of us more than we deserve. We must respect every inch of them. Children should get should get the outdoor bug when they're young, so as they grow, so do their values, which are so important. That was good. It's kind of stream of consciousness, but you kind of get the point. Is I certainly don't like the 
motorized vehicles. I do appreciate that we must respect every inch of these lands. Um, that reminds me of this video I saw on Instagram where one of the supporters of this rule, the rural Utah project, um, they had a guy who like he gets on Instagram and holds up a rule ruler and he's like, this is imagine this is BLM land and this much of it and it's like six inches is used for cattle grazing and and all of it's used for oil and gas here and there. It's kind of mixed throughout and only an inch and a half is for conservation. And so I have the clip from this guy. And since, since this commenter brought up the inches, let's listen to what this um, the rural Utah project guy has to say just to say. An inch and a half for conservation, six plus inches for cattle, a whole bunch more for oil and gas and mineral development. Okay, I mean, that's just a brief cliff of his thing. I mean, he has like two minutes of this. Look, he's being really misleading with this. To say that only a, a, an inch and a half, so like 10%, give or take, of the BLM land is used for conservation is just totally inaccurate. Like the whole point of the multiple use mandate is that all of the land is being managed towards all of the uses. So if if half of the land is being used for grazing, there isn't a grazing permittee out there that doesn't have to meet certain rangeland, rangeland health conditions on their allotment. There's a conservation mandate that's built into the grazing program. You talk to most ranchers and they feel like they're participating in the work of conservation and the way they manage their permits. Environmental groups are gonna disagree with that, but no one made them the judges of what's like real conservation or real wilderness. Like I've been out on all kinds of grazing permits. Some are managed better than others. It's yeah, it's a hard project to go manage 240 million acres perfectly for anybody. No one can do it. None of these environmental groups can actually do it. And it's a lot of work. They're all trying. And if they really are failing, there's a lot of environmental groups out there that will use lawsuits and other things to go and force the BLM to take action and prioritize conservation. And so to assume that there's like this ruler and only some lands being used for use A and some land being used for use B, that's not true. It's all being managed for conservation in some capacity and in, in a lot of cases, only in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And like in 12 different rate, I mean, how many projects did you look at last year, Simone? between the BLM, the Forest Service, we were like over 300. We were over 300, yeah. And you go through every BLM plan you ever read. 90% of the plan is to address the 15 bullet points of their interdisciplinary checklist of things they have to look at that are conservation focused. But the whole point of multiple use is that you try to manage for all of it and all of the land is, is trying to achieve as many of those multiple uses as possible. And so to assume that if it's not hitting some arbitrary ideal created by the most stringent regulations dreamed up by environmental groups, or else it's not checking off the conservation box, is the fundamental flaw of this rule. It assumes that conservation isn't happening in 50 other ways on everything that they do because it is. And so rural Utah project, you're wrong. You're misleading people. You should stop doing that. And let's get it back to our comments, Simone. What else we got here? Oh, this next one's good. Is that you okay. or me? That's you. Okay. 
I do support conservation and landscape health. I do not support allowing any sort of gas or oil exploration and extraction, nor mineral mining, etc., by permission of the BLM. BLM land should remain the people's land and used for recreation, such as biking, hiking, camping. No motorized vehicle recreation, such as motorcycles. The, the land should remain for the people to use at will as a reprieve from what is going on out there. Development, crowded roads, and the like. The national parks and monuments are even starting to get too expensive for some. Which is a shame as those places tell the story of our country. My two daughters were young children in the 80s. We visited a, visited a number of parks and monuments at that time and they loved it. Their children now visit parks and monuments. They use BLM to pull over and camp on while traveling to parks and monuments. We pay taxes. I want my taxes to go towards supporting BLM land and parks and monument lands. It's criminal not to maintain these places that are the people's land and speak about the beauty of this country. This comment is interesting to me because... Sounds like a BRC member. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he says, well, I don't want motorized use, but yet he wants to be able to use the land. He wants to be able to camp on the land. Um, pull over, he, right? What, isn't exactly. Isn't that the, word he, the verb he used? <laughs> yes. He wants to pull over on BLM land. What's he pulling over on? Is it two feet with his backpack? <laughs> yeah. And so, and so he, he I think he's got he's, some bad information. <laughs> no, no, no. He thinks motorized users He is motorcycles, which is mm. funny because the dirt bike users often don't get singled out as much as like the side-by-sides. And so they think they're like, this is a point I want every motorized user to you're a bad guy to somebody and if you think there's some motorized group that's the bad guy and it's not you you're making a huge mistake in not uniting with the other motorized users there's somebody out there that thinks you're the bad guy but apparently this person camping in their car up the side of the blm road is not the bad guy i will tell you that this rule will be used to prevent you from camping on the side of the road We've already seen lawsuits where the environmental groups who are really supporting this rule have advocated that the BLM heavily restrict dispersed camping, vehicle-based dispersed camping. And so you, sir, are the problem, not the motorcycles. Uh, and you're the reason the BLM's proposing this rule so that they can prevent you from camping and getting out there with your family to enjoy whatever you call it, the history and the beauty of this land. You want to keep enjoying that in your car and pull over on the side of the road? then maybe you should rethink your support for this rule. And if you think it's expensive now, wait till a lot of the land is locked up in conservation leases. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. Okay, next comment. The overuse of land for unregulated motorized recreation is destroying critical wildlife habitat. It is contemptuous of public lands and often lawless. Great. Prove it. It is regulated. We spend... All, Very. all of our time going through the regulations and the travel plans and the rules and the route designations and it's one of the most regulated activities on public land it is sorry it is since the 1980s it's been going through a constant ratchet of regulation and it's getting more and more restrictive all the time and it's contemptuous of public lands and often lawless I have very little experience seeing any of that out there i've spent thousands of miles and time out and days out in trails, inventorying trails, looking for the behavior this person described. I never see it. I, I also never see person above backpacking. They claim they're out there all the time. I never see them. I see mm -hmm. a lot of, I do see motorized users out there. They tend to be 
on the designated routes, enjoying the public land. They're not out there permanently destroying it. They are out there using the routes and the resource and enjoying it just like everybody else. And so the intolerance and exclusivity that's just baked into every one of these comments is just ridiculous. And if you're someone who doesn't think anybody else should be on public land other than you, you're the person who I think we should ban from public land and let everybody else have it. <laughs> anyway, like let's that. go. Let's go, Simone. Okay, here's the next. next? Obvious, obviously, protect the forest. How is this even a question? Who in their right mind would want more of the concrete wasteland we've allowed to be paved over everything without consideration for how it impacts flooding, heat distribution, and the greater ecosystems around us? Protect the damn forests if you want to leave a better world behind. Look around you. Think about what matters. I'm willing to bet this person lives on the East Coast. Yeah. I Do you know how much concrete wasteland I've seen out in the middle of BLM land? <laughs> How many square feet of concrete? It'd be interesting to know. Not very much. I've seen some. It was an old mining claim that there was like a cabin there and there was a concrete pad. And so it was maybe like 20 square feet or 30 square feet of concrete. find a little bit of it. It's not non-existent. And it's actually a protected archaeological resource at this point. (laughs) So the only concrete that's out there is protected. There is no other like concrete out on BLM land, it's hard to find. I mean, maybe on some like oil and gas leases where they're, that's probably where you would find it. But it isn't a concrete, concrete wasteland. wasteland. It's like every now and then there's a very, that's a scarce resource out there on the BLM land is the, the concrete. Um, but good. I'm glad that person added their two cents into this. Yep. I don't know if this is just a one-sentence comment. It's a one-sentence comment. Make the damn strongest rules imaginable. Okay. Thanks, sir. Okay. Go ahead, Simone. You got the next one. It's a a novel. (laughs) And this one's going to be hard to read. Uh, Okay. I want our national land to protect and preserve wild horses. I want all cattle and sheep grazing off our national land. They do not belong there. They are cheap, destructive users of our national land. Let them and force them to buy private land for their destructive personal wealth making. The nation does not own them land from our national stocks for their personal wealth building on the bodies of dead cattle and sheep. That is just bizarre that this has gone on this long. Get every single one of them off our national land. We need to put number one focus of our national land on preserving and protecting that land. We need that open land. Can can we get to the point? (laughs) Of nature to protect us all. The wild horses and burrows need that land as well. The dam. (laughs) Okay, I've had enough of this person. Yeah, no, that's okay. This is what we're up against. We just have to be more literate than this person. If you can write a comment that's more literate than this, please do it. We need to add our we we need the BLM to have some like actual reasonable voices to listen to instead of whatever this person's trying to say. Yep. Okay. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. Okay, this is a good one. Our family has hiked and explored the incredible and amazingly beautiful Red Rock Canyon lands in Utah and the Four Corners area of the adjacent states. Unfortunately, we have too often encountered areas that have been devastated by one-shot mining, oil and gas drilling, excessive grazing, motorized 
recreation, and they spell recreation as in like W-R-E-C-K. Oh, yeah, they, that's a common thing. They they think they're really clever when they do yeah. that. So <laughs> clever points. Good job. Okay, so clever. Going. Motorized recreation, pot hunting and looting of archaeological sites, and poisoning water sources. This abuse cannot continue. These are quintessential fragile lands that are an important part of our nation's landscape, and they must be preserved and protected. Most importantly, with the impacts of climate changing continuing there must be a concerted effort to protect the native plants such as pinyon ponderosa and bristlecone pine and juniper trees and the sage willows and native grasses and forbs that are critical habitat to the native wildlife these must be protected from idiotic moronic unscientific and devastating vegetation removal projects like bulldozer chaining and logging of old growth forests what is the blm thinking when the bureau approves such ludicrous destructive short-sighted projects at a time when climate change is eating our lunch they're probably yeah. thinking we don't want the whole place to burn up in catastrophic wildfires. <laughs> so that you can keep Think, exploring And we know it. they're thinking that because they actually say that. And the reason when they propose these vegetation treatments. Okay, this is a, we have a resident from Mesa County, Colorado, who is pro. This proposed regulation is necessary and overdue. It is vital to ensure our public lands are resilient and provide the best possible habitat for animals, ensuring the best possible future for our planet by the way, Bobert is a complete and utter idiot. So, I'm sure the BLM oh. will make note of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do they expect them to do with that? Okay, here's our last one. Ensuring lands with wilderness characteristics are inventoried and protected. Hmm. They want nobody on the land. And, yeah, this rule, I mean, the wilderness characteristics are already inventoried this rule won't really change that they're not even proposing to change that but hey good for you um so i want to end with we've talked quite a bit that was the last one and there's a lot more of these there's 150,000 of these so if you're bored oh, look they're entertaining you can go to the federal register and go read what everybody is saying about this blm rule and hopefully it motivates you to submit your own comment uh, we definitely need the public land users, those of us who enjoy recreating responsibly on BLM, need to go become a loud voice on this. And by loud, I mean, I think we just need strength in numbers and we need to be reasonable and we need to make our case. I was on a radio show last week. It was a public radio, Utah Public Radio, which is the NPR affiliate in Utah. And they had one of the wilderness advocates on the show for the first half hour. Then they had me come on for the second half hour. And we both talked about this rule. Um, the wilderness proponent that was on there, I listened to his words and I'll be, I just disagree with them. I think they're misleading people about what this rule will really do. And he probably would say the same thing about me, but that's why we're at least just trying to inform you about what it is. You can go read it yourself. Uh, but one thing he said that really stuck out to me, and I'll play the clip here in a second, uh, is he talked about there's a part of this rule where they want the BLM to be empowered to more easily create areas of a critical environmental concern, which is, in my opinion, a pretty restrictive land use designation. It's closer to wilderness than not wilderness. Uh, and without getting public feedback on it, too, yeah, when they want to designate it. They don't want to get public feedback, but this... This advocate for the wilderness had this to say. You know, in this federal law, Federal Land Policy Management Act, Congress specifically 
says that these areas of critical environmental concern are to be prioritized, the identification, the management, and the protection of those areas. And really, that's something BLM just hasn't done. Congress also said in 1976 that BLM was supposed to uh, produce regulations for how to go about those things. And they haven't done that either. So that's, that's a part of what this rulemaking, the proposed rule, would do is fill in the gaps for how to achieve those goals. Um, so-called ACECs, you know, folks in northeastern Utah might be familiar with some that exist right now. Uh, for example, Lake Town Canyon, which is just south of Bear Lake, or the Central Pacific Railroad grade out in the West Desert uh, to the west of Golden Spike. Those are existing ACECs, as we call them. Um, there's others, you know, there's about 70 of them around the state that exist right now. Nine Mile Canyon, for example, is one, or Browns Park, which is up by Dinosaur National Monument. Okay, so let's unpack this a little bit. So he starts by saying that this is an important tool that the BLM should have and that they don't use it often, that they need to be able to use it. And then he goes on to say that the BLM has used it 70 times in the state of Utah, which means if you go expand this to all the other states, there's probably hundreds of these. And so to say that a tool that's been used hundreds and hundreds of times to enact restrictive land use designations on BLM land is a tool that they're not using. What would using it look like? And they want everything to be designated as an ACEC or be locked up in a conservation lease. Yeah, and so we just don't like this rule is just problematic. The more and more we dig into it, it's problematic. You look at the people who are supporting it, they don't they're not even talking really about the substance of the rule. They're just venting. They don't, but they're there. They're showing up. There's 150,000 of them. If those of you who are supporters of B or C and that are, we believe in multiple use. We believe in all forms of recreation, having a way to access and recreate and benefit. I think it's a public benefit for all recreation users to be able to use public land. If you want to pull over on the side of a road on BLM land and camp, that's awesome. It's an awesome family experience. That's the person who made that comment acknowledged as much. You should be able to do it. I don't think you're leaving that much of an impact. I don't think you're hurting the wildlife. I don't think you're hurting the horses and the burrows and the other invasive species. And, <laughs> and so let's go make our comments. Let's not let these people be the ones that decide what the BLM decides to do here. If you haven't commented on this yet, it's time to do it. Um, Simone, thanks for reading through this drivel. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. And everybody should, though. You should go spend five minutes reading what's there so you see. You can search saying. certain words. Oh, yeah. See what comes up. It's fun. Okay. And so we'll put a link to the Federal Register listing here. We'll have a link to where you can go make a comment on our action alert. And we hope you'll add your voice to the process and... Uh, that's it. Episode 29 of Defend Your Ground. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, uh, you should do that. And we'll be back next week with more exciting land use topics to discuss. 